0: If you ever wanted to start a business but feel stuck and don't know how to start? I want to get you from idea to income in less than 90 days so you can change lives and make an impact while earning money. My name is Barbie Jo and welcome to Passion to Profit. Hello everyone, Barbie Jo here and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to Tracy. She is the queen of organizing. Tracy has felt a pull towards professional organizing ever since she was a little girl, helping her own mother who struggles with ADHD find a sense of order in their home. Now having raised five wonderful children, her husband of 36 years in their own house of order, she turned her passion into a thriving company. Tracy started her organizing business, Organize Simply, in LA and Ventura counties in 2014, but has since moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, where she now has a team of 18 organizers helping her with her thriving business she also coaches other professional organizers as she helps them to achieve their business goals. Welcome to the show, Tracy. I'm so happy to have you here and think so many can benefit from your story. So tell us, how did this all begin? Well,
1: I I feel like there are just people in the world, everybody has their own gifts. (laughs) And I feel like organizing is a gift. It's something you have in the mind. And I know you can be trained or maybe, um, taught a certain organizers way. You can always become better, but you really, there's people who just really have that gift. When I was little, I would see things and want to organize them as a little child. And my mom struggles, um, like you mentioned, with ADHD. And she had a real t- hard time <laughs> keeping things neat. And I would help her as a little girl. It-, it got worse for her as she got older. And I just would just be there to help her. And I enjoyed it. I loved it. And my best friend what, growing up, I would go to her house and say, that clean up your room, you know, let's, let's organize your closet. And I just I, it was just fun. It was something that I felt like I had a gift at. And I just loved doing it. And it was that um same friend who helped me get started with this business. Um as we were adults, once my kids my you know, my fourth and fifth child, they're twins, um, started kindergarten and I had that time during the day, I wanted I wanted to do something. I did not have a college degree. Um, you know, I've been mothering five children for years. It's like, what on earth am I going to do? And my friend said, Hey, do what you're so good at. You should hire people to do, you know, what you help me do. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Well, I don't know if I could do that. And she's like, I can get you clients. And I was like, what? And she called her friends and said, Hey, my friend is so good at this. You should hire her. So that's where, um, I started was working for her friends and I didn't charge hardly anything. And I didn't know that organizing was a thing at this time. Um, this was like 20 years ago when I first started doing it. You know, I just considered myself being a house cleaner, keeper. And I would organize as I did it. And, you know, people were, you know, my phone was ringing off the hook. People thought, wow, this is amazing what she does. But I was only charging like $15 an hour. They were getting a killer deal. Oh, wow. And so I did that off and on through the years. And in 2014, I discovered NAPO, you know, the National Association of Professional Organizers, which I know you're familiar with, Barb Joe. But um, I thought, wow, wait, organizing is like, a thing, you know, and about the same time Marie Kondo's book came out, and I read that, and I thought, oh my gosh, this this is what I want to do. I don't want to clean toilets; I want to organize, <laughs> you know, and that's all I want to do. Um, and I could make it a business, and so that's what I did. I joined Napo, I got my name, and started my business in 2014. It was just a passion, something I had a gift at, and I wanted to share that with others.
0: So good. So you decided. To act upon a talent, a gift that you possessed and share that with the world. Was that scary for you at first?
1: It was because um, at the time, you know, I had been cleaning and organizing for years off and on, but I had purchased another business um, that I was doing something that I could do when my kids were at school. This business that I had was just starting to really thrive and i t- but i didn't love it i hated it you know i'd wake up in the morning and think oh i don't want to do this i just did not like it and so but i told my husband hey i've discovered this organizing world and it's like i want to do this for my business this is what makes me happy this is what i love um he's like tracy are you kidding me you know our business is just starting to thrive and you want to start from scratch, you know, and he's like, where are you going to get clients? And I says, well, I have a lot of people who like what I do already. You know, I can just keep doing that and maybe raise my rates. And he's like, they're not going to pay those rates. You know, it was scary. And we, you know, we were, my husband had his own profession, but we were starting to really depend on mine as well. And it was just really good for us. I just sold that business for like nothing and started from scratch, and it was pretty scary. And when I first started out, um, I realized, yeah, the people I was working for did not want to pay the the rates that a professional organizer was making. They were used to fifteen dollars an hour, and
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I I slowly raised it to like twenty five for some of them, and and it's like you know I need to find a new clientele, people who could afford what I have to offer. And so I started working for other organizers. And I highly recommend that. If they're just starting out. Um, you know, I joined NAPO, which was great, um, a a great support group. And, you know, and I worked for other organizers. And doing that helped me build my confidence. I thought, okay, I can so do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would work for organizers and they'd they'd look at me and say, okay, you have the gift you know, and they saw it and they knew it. And, um, and I, I felt like some of the organizers I was working with, you know, that I was even a better organizer than they were, (laughs) but they were a bet better business person. You know, they had this business and I did not know how to do that. And so it, you know, you can't just say, Oh, I'm a great, you know, organizer and think you're going to make millions of dollars, you have to be a good business person too. So that is what I had to learn to do. That was not my gift. And so it, it's a process and it, and it took a lot of time before I, um, got to where I am now in 2022, I had to, um, really learn from other people and other podcasts and, um, other, you know, in books and classes and courses and things to help me in the area that I wasn't good at. And I'm still learning, but I feel like um, I've really come a long way. And, you know, if you have that desire and that goal and you just keep pushing forward, you can do it. <laughs> you know,
0: I totally agree. You have to have that determination and I think also a big driving factor is the why. Why are you doing it? Like you had mentioned, you didn't love your other job. You wanted to step into something you loved. Absolutely. And that was night and day for me, um,
1: being excited. Sometimes I couldn't sleep at night. I look at pictures and think about the job for the next day. And I would be so excited. And I still get that way on, you know, good Jobs where I know it's like a gorgeous home, a gorgeous pantry. That's an absolute Mm -hmm. disaster, and I think I can make this so functional and yet so beautiful for them. And I start thinking about what I'm going to do and the product I've just bought, and I get so excited. I have I'm (laughs) sleeping, and I think you know having. having a job like that just makes all the difference in the world. It keeps you going. And there's definitely days where I think I want to quit. It's not worth it. It's too much work. You know, if I've had a bad day, you know, for whatever reason and, but, I just, I learned from those days and I just need to pick myself up and, and just get back to it. And then slowly, but surely that excitement builds up again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really think it's important to know that everybody has those days and you see other people succeeding and thinking, why are they succeeding more than I am? You know, what am I doing wrong? And you can kind of get into that, that place of discouragement and you just need to push that aside I think I have to pick myself up and just keep going. And, and I, and I know that I can get there. And uh, when I was first starting, um, in 2014, I was watching Alejandra TV. Are you familiar with her? No. She's a, um, she called it, yeah, Alejandra TV, I think, but she was a (laughs) professional or she was an organizer and she just, but would show what she was doing in her, in her house, um, to make it really organized and, Uh Um, and she did have other organizing jobs, but it was always her house she was showing. Um, and it was like extremely almost over ridiculous what she did. Um, but it was so fun to watch her and she was so successful and she was selling courses. Um, but I read one of her things where it said um, she she had a mental breakdown oh, when oh. she was trying to build her business because it wasn't moving forward like she wanted it to. And she was so and she kind of had a breakdown and then I looked at her you know now um, and she's you know she learned from all that and tried to move forward and then um, I looked at at the date that I was watching her and it's like okay, it had been six years from the time she started to where she was successful at this point. And I says, okay, it took her six years and she even had a nervous breakdown in between. Um, it's like, okay, I'm going to keep that in mind. And then when I get discouraged, say, you know what, it may take, take six years, but I'm going to get to that point. And I had that vision and, you know, I have that in my mind still. And and now it has been six years and I look at what I've, what I've done and I think it's taken time, but I've done a lot, you know, and I feel pretty proud <laughs> at where I am right now.
0: Good for you. Good for you. I think it's so common to get just stuck in the day-to-day and you tend to look at those who are 10 steps ahead of you and compare. And that is really discouraging. But how often do we pause and take a look behind us and look at all that we've done, all that we've learned, all that we've created, and just really appreciate where we are, where we've gotten to.
1: Right. And I remember um, I ran a marathon once and I had asthma growing up. I was excused from PE. I never ran. I never did anything. Um, And I just had, because a friend was doing it or whatever, I thought, I could do this. And I trained for like two years. I mean, I started, like, I couldn't do anything without huffing and puffing. Um, But I would see people zooming by me all the time. And it's like, aren't they, how do they do that without stopping? You know, And it's like, how can we get up that hill? How can they do that? And it's like, I'm never going to get to that. And I remember just being so discouraged um, all the time. And it happened so gradually that I was getting better that I didn't even notice I was getting better. I still kept looking at people running faster than me and um, could go longer than me. and And I would just get discouraged. But then I would stop and think, wait a minute. I couldn't even run two houses without stopping. And now I'm running all the way up this hill. It's like, wait, I've made tremendous progress, but it happened so slowly that I wasn't even seeing it. And that sometimes I'd get discouraged and I, and I, you need to look at your, um, your successes and, and look back to where you've been and where you are now.
0: And then you're like, okay, yeah, I am doing good. I am moving forward. I remember my benchmark was once I can afford the fancy toilet paper, I know I'll have made it. (laughs) No more Costco, huh? (laughs) And then I was like, no, even worse. Like we're talking the one ply toilet paper because we were just so tight. We were pinching pennies. I built my business out of desperation. We had to come up with another way of earning money because my husband's a farmer and we had two failed crops in a row. So I remember thinking, once I've reached that benchmark, I'll know I'm doing well. What well, toilet paper it. do you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm buying Charmin Double Pie, but I, I, how often do I pause and say, you know what? I'm using the fancy toilet paper and have been for a long time now. Do I realize that? Do I recognize that I have made it to that benchmark in my life? <laughs> and it's good to have those benchmarks and those goals right
1: right so you can see your progression
0: oh totally okay well i have to ask you because i had a client and i'm sure you have these clients too she um came in the middle of the project and i usually don't like my clients to come back until the end unless we need them you know we have questions or they need to go through a pile but i typically don't like them around until you know everything's completed cuz if they're going to walk into the middle of the project, that's usually when everything's way worse. A mess. Right. And this client walked in at that moment and just kind of had a, a meltdown. And oh, no. was like, um, I want you to stop and not do anything more and don't no. touch anything. She was freaking no. out. Yeah. No. And I said, it's okay. We're not done. Go find something else to do. I promise you it will get better. I promise. Wow. And so we had to like, you know, walk her off a cliff and then get her out of the space. And we did what we did. And she came in at the end, of course, was so amazed at what we did so grateful and then so apologetic, you know, right? Right. But after jobs like that, it takes a little recovery. Yes, it does. Yeah. Because jobs are physically taxing, emotionally taxing and mentally taxing because you have to, you know formulate and configure and design and like it takes a lot of recovery so what is your process of recovering after a job okay
1: I've had similar experiences where um, after a job I've just been really discouraged most of the time 90% of the time people are just thrilled maybe even 98% of the time they're thrilled and so excited but there's been I can think of two times that I came home sick my stomach. Like they weren't happy. This isn't what they really wanted. I don't know why, but it's just, and you just get really discouraged. And I just think, you know, at those times you have to just come home and focus on the positives because there's Mm -hmm. always so many positives. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we need to focus on those, look at past pictures, you know, look at you know, DMs or things that people have said. And there's just so many positives, and then learn from the mistake. Um, you know, one thing in particular, somebody, um, they follow me on Instagram, so they know what we do. And we take things out of packaging and we make things consistent and put labels. And we felt like it was beautiful and just amazing what we did for them. And they came home and said, You took everything out of their box out of their boxes. It was a toy room. And it's like, yes. And now it looks beautiful. You said you wanted beautiful yeah. <laughs> and, and find everything. And she's like, well, that, you know, my grandpa made that box or, and then this, I <gasps> feel like it. I like to see the picture and I'd like, and <gasps> I don't know, we just didn't communicate because she followed mm-hmm. me on Instagram. I assumed this is what she wanted.
0: Right, and she right. was
1: just disappointed. And I, oh my gosh, I felt sick to my stomach. You know, it's wow. like, dang it, you know, she paid all this money. I gave her a discount and I helped her. Anyways, but I was down for a while and thought, should I be doing this? And then I thought, you know what, what can I, what have I learned from this? Mm-hmm. And I learned that I need to be better at communicating with my clients. You know, I just assume people want done what I do all the time. Right? Everybody's different. And so that was so good for me. that was so important for me to have that experience to realize how important communication is and really um know <laughs> what they yeah. want right and I think. That experience has probably saved me in multiple other experiences that I could have had, you know, and I thought, no, this is important. This is good. Everybody goes through this. And then I also, I love to listen to motivational books on tape to and from jobs and, you know, about entrepreneurship and different things. And, and I think, oh yeah, there's, everybody goes through this. It's okay. You know, you, have to remind yourself this is this is how we learn, this is how we grow, and it's okay.
0: And being a business owner, an entrepreneur is like being on a roller coaster. It, it is, really is. Absolutely, yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's often very lonely, a lonely road, right? <laughs> because nobody's doing exactly what you're doing. Right. But I had a client too that was like that and we got rid of boxes. And we had them hauled off on a trailer. He went out to the trailer and started bringing them back in. So at least he caught them before we took them away, but he was so upset that we had removed his boxes. Right. He wanted his boxes. So yeah, it is a good lesson learned. I mean, communication is key and not everybody, you know, appreciates (laughs) the same vision that you have. Right. There was a client of mine who had hired another organizer. And she had put everything in containers with lids and that particular client didn't want lids on anything because that was so anti-functional to her that she was so upset and hired another organizer after that organizer had left. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: And that it's true, especially somebody with ADHD, um, lids are really hard for them. They never get into it you know, you have to be able to just reach and grab. So you do need to make shelves closer together where you can put instead of stacking them, you know, everything on your own shelves. Yeah. That, and that, that's something we have to be sensitive to as well. Is this going to be functional for you? You know, this looks great, you know, changing, we love to take all the cereal out and putting them in beautiful canisters But if they're not going to take the time to do that, that's such a waste of time and money for them. And we can't do it just because we think it looks good. And we need to do what's going to be functional for the client.
0: That is huge. I think that is a huge piece of what we do is communication and customer relations. You have to be able to work with people, right? Right. And kind of, you're in their home, you're in their personal space. You have to kind of appreciate it for what that is like they're allowing a perfect stranger to be elbow deep in their underwear you know I mean it's right right that's a whole nother game so okay well I think what you do is amazing and you are seen I think as definitely an industry leader and a pioneer in our industry which is so fantastic um I was looking at stats the other day and there were only like, over four thousand organizers in the US. Really? Yeah. It was incredible. And yet it's like an eleven point two billion dollar industry. Yeah. And there are millions and millions of homes across the US. So this industry definitely I can see it just exploding soon. And I feel like it is right now. And yeah. it's a great
1: thing for people who have who have that gift. There's a lot of people who have that gift mm-hmm. and have to think, wow, I could make money with this. Yeah.
0: You know, oh, for sure. It's exciting. Yes. So what would you say is your biggest tip or piece of advice to somebody just getting started early on in their, in their business?
1: If they're just getting started, um, I would say, like I said before, join Napo. I just think is is really good to do so that you have a community, um, of other people, other supporters. I, that's what I tell all my people to do. (laughs) You know, when I'm coaching them, it's like join NAPO or other, there's other organizing communities Mm -hmm. in different places in Utah. They don't even have a NAPO chapter anywhere in Utah, but they have another, um, Utah organizers association of some sort. But I think join one of those communities and work with other organizers. Um, I think is the best thing to do to help you see how it works, how it runs. Um, you know, talk to as many people as you can, take a course, um, you know, where you can learn all those things. I, you know, I offer a, a service where I help new organizers, um, as well and just tell them all the things that I learned that I wish I had known when I was just starting out. Um, cause I would have paid so much money for somebody to have taught me that, right? Um, you know, some of those things, where to buy product, best places to buy product and um, how to decide what to charge, you know, how to get clients, all those things. There's just so much to know other than just how to organize. Um, so yeah, my advice would be to join a group, take a class, you know, to get you started.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I had an organizer here locally to me and she viewed me as competition. Like I was a threat to her and it was scary for her to want to approach me. But I reached out to her and I said, Hey, how would you feel if we like mentored each other and, you know, just kind of formed this collaboration where we kind of bounce ideas off each other and just be able to talk through situations and, And at first she told me no, but then she came back and she said, you know what? I gave it some thought and yeah, I think, I think I'm down for it. Let's do it. And it has turned into the most beautiful relationship. And she refers clients to me. I refer clients to her. I mean, and why would you refer clients to her instead of you keeping them? Because she specializes in hoarders, whereas I specialize in luxury homes. Okay. And that's uncomfortable yeah. for her to be right. in a lecture at home. But she loves dealing with people's emotional oh, awesome. well being. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So anyway, I think that is really important. That we can learn so much from each other and then have another, you know, tool in our tool belt. Right. Absolutely. To offer our clients. Anyway. Thank you so much for being with us today. I think we've learned so much just from listening to you and talking to you. So tell us how can one find you to work with you. Well, my company is
1: organized simply so you can find me organizedsimply.com um but most people just follow me on Instagram where it's organized with Tracy. Um, another thing you shouldn't do when you're starting uh-huh. your business is have two different names. Like I have, <laughs> long story won't get into that. But that is my company's organized simply. My um, my Instagram is organized with Tracy, so um, that's where they can
0: find me. Okay, perfect. We'll have all that in the show notes, so everyone knows how to get in touch with you. Thank you so much. You're awesome, and you've made such a wonderful name for the organizing industry. We appreciate you.
1: Oh well, thank you, Barbie Joe.
0: It was fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Passion to Profit podcast. If you loved it, please let us know so we can create more content that will be useful to you. We would also like to invite you to our free masterclass on attracting high paying clients. Just visit barbiejoe.com to register for our next free masterclass. So you can start filling your calendar with high paying clients and step into a full-time business and not just a hobby. We want to show you how to make more money in less time.